Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back to the Michiana People podcast. Thank you for checking in. I didn't do the theme music on this one because it's a little extra long and I don't really care for the theme music. I bought it off a website and it just doesn't quite grab me because somebody on a website that I don't know composed it. I'm looking for somebody who might want to compose like a 15 or 20 second piece to go at the beginning of the podcast and be credited for making that. So somebody local, if you make music, give me a shout and I would love to put you at the beginning of the podcast. In this episode, it's actually kind of a two-parter. I've got Valerie Shea talking about Michiana Meatless Mondays, talking about being plant-based or vegan, and the reasons why. The reasons why it's good for you, and the reasons why it is good for animals, and why it's good for uh, the environment. And I know I'm on a kind of a vegan kick. I had Rama Ganeshan on a couple episodes ago. I've got Valerie this episode. And obviously the reason why is because I went plant-based just about exactly a year ago. And it's done wonders for me. I talk about it in the podcast. And when you uh, become aware of something like being plant-based, you start finding other people who think the same way. And I'm in no way telling you you have to do it. But uh, I would like to put the information out there. So if you're even thinking about it, you uh, have some good information to go from. Michigan Meatless. Mondays came about, it was Valerie's idea along with a couple other people to get local restaurants to offer some vegan and vegetarian entrees at usually a reduced price for uh, a Monday. So they do it one Monday a month and uh, different local restaurants participate. Barnaby's has participated. Uh, Purple Porch Co-op has participated. The last one they did was at Chicory Cafe and my wife and I went to that and had a really good meal. The next one is March 4th at Tapestry, which is downtown, just down the street from Vegetable Buddies, a really nice restaurant. And they're going to be offering a uh, vegan entree for 15 bucks, which is really inexpensive for Tapestry. They're uh, a little bit more on the high end. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll probably attend that myself. If you want to follow Michiana Meatless Mondays, it's real easy. Go to Facebook and type in Michiana Meatless Monday and you will find them and you can follow them and find out where the next one is. Also, we talked about VegFest, which is coming up on April 14th at Century Center. This is going to be, I believe, the second VegFest, and uh, this is another event that is centered towards plant-based eating and the environment and different ways you can eat plant-based and still have good food. They always have cooking classes. They always have people set up with good stuff. I went to the holiday market at the Beacon right before Christmas and got some uh, plant-based nacho cheese that I'm putting on my tacos that uh, is just fantastic. So really good stuff there. You can check that out at Vegan Michiana. That's one of their events. So Vegan Michiana and Michiana Meatless Mondays. I've also got kind of a mini interview here from Dave Van Dyke. Uh, Dave was one of my early guests on the podcast and he let me know that there is a uh, songwriter and storyteller showcase going on on February 2nd at the Box Factory for the Arts in St. Joe, Michigan. And we talked a little bit about that. It's kind of a raw recording. I did it on uh, Hangouts and 
Dave was in class. He's a teacher, and he was uh, in class in between classes, and I had some technical difficulties that couldn't get me on, which means I'm too old to be messing with computers, and we only got to talk for 10 minutes or so. But uh, it's always good catching up with uh, people who've been on the podcast, and Dave is one of my favorites. The Songwriter Storyteller Showcase on February 2nd at the Box Factory for the Arts at 7 p.m. features uh, Dave Van Dyke and Amy Van Dyke, who is not related. Amy was actually on one of my early episodes with her band Letters from Earth. That is no longer a band, but she's still a singer-songwriter, so she will be appearing there. Greg Fraley, John Stephen Lee, John Van Dyke, who is Dave's dad, Ron Hamrick, Doug Stevenson, Laura Whidden Wetterland, and more. And with that, here is Dave Van Dyke, followed by Valerie Shea. These were two really good conversations, and I hope you enjoy them. If this is your first time checking into the podcast, I've got 50-some episodes. If you want to check out uh, some of the older episodes, you can subscribe and check out the episodes from the beginning. You'll notice it got a little bit better as it went on, and uh, (laughs) conversation skills got a little bit better. Obviously, my uh, intro skills haven't improved much, but I would love to have you subscribe and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. I want to kind of backtrack. You were one of my first guests on the podcast, and uh, we sat at my kitchen table and uh, talked about um, your uh, life at the time and uh, the the 143 I Love You song, which uh, I listened to before yeah. we connected here again and right. uh, absolutely love it. Um, I, wa- I just wanted to catch up with you and see what is has been going on because it's been, it's been almost two years, hasn't it? I think it has been. Well, let's see. In the last two years, uh, in the last... This is like 2016 that we were talking. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I've uh, my grandmother that I referenced who is 100. She passed away uh, in March of last year. Okay. Uh, she. My condolences you know, for that. Oh, that's okay. I mean, she was 106. So. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. So uh, she passed away. I returned to teaching, which I really. Uh, enjoy and I've been writing and uh, doing some new songs and that's about it. The band is booked for about, or the music is booked for about 70 acts and 70 shows in 2019. That's, oh wow that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. It's uh, it, I'm, I'm on stage 70 times in one capacity or another. Uh-huh. That's great. You know, I I think back to to when I started the podcast, and my goal was to connect with people, and yes. and hopefully that connection would come through in the podcast. And it's funny, you know, I connect with probably a good percentage of the people that I talk to in some way. And, and the neat thing is, is, you know, we don't see each other every day, but, um, I see, I I see your posts on posts on Facebook and I kind of see, um, how your life's going and, you know, I care about that. And that, that, you know, that, that creates, um, the the fact that the podcast created, um, a, a relationship between two people who probably wouldn't have met otherwise, uh, that, you know, I, I stepped away from it for a while because I got a little frustrated with a few things and I uh, uh, had an urge to come back to it. And And this is really the reason why, because, you know, there's people like you who are out there, um, you know, you were you, you were a high, you were a school principal at the time that, that right. we first talked and you're back in the teaching. So you're you know, you're you're touching lives every day. But the you know. I, I really connected with you, obviously, with the 143 I Love You song because, you know, that brought back Mr. Rogers' uh, memories for me. And just really, you know, if you can change somebody's life a little bit uh, every day, it's just it's fantastic. And you that did that for me. You know, I, I see things and I think about you and, and um, I think that is what humanity is all about. I think that's fantastic. 
you might want to interview my mom. She started a ministry for the disabled called Lovability. She's got a wonderful story. Uh-huh. That that would be that would be fantastic, and we could even do it uh, the way we're doing it now with Google Hangouts. Now that I have my uh, stuff fixed, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll ask her. I think that she would like that. Yeah, um, I'm sure she'd be up for it, but she has an interesting story to tell. Right. Um, let's uh, review a little bit about uh, your your dad and his art, uh, because uh, that was that was a really interesting uh, piece of your life that I loved. Sure. What would you like to know? Well, um, I know he works in uh, sculpture, and he's he's done quite quite a few things, and some of them are. Um, uh, notable, especially in Michigan. Uh, right. So I don't know if we talked about it last time, but in November, not this last November, but the previous one, he unleashed uh, uh, the city of Niles commissioned a sculpture of a giant blue of a great blue heron. Uh huh. And that is at uh, that's in the Niles Library in the amphitheater. And after it's done, I think that it's going to go in the history center. But I, I'm not quite sure. But it's been sitting in the amphitheater, the Niles Library, since last November. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go take and a that's look it. at that. Oh, it's massive. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, beautiful. Um. I do want to make sure that we talk about the event that you uh, drew my attention to that I unfortunately won't be able to attend because I'm going to see my new grandson. Um, tell me, <laughs> I, I know I I I would uh, I would walk through fire to go see him, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me about the uh, songwriter and storyteller showcase that's coming up. Right. So you know, I I know a lot of I know a lot of musicians and. Art, artsy creative people and I thought um, I, I kind of missed listening to the Prairie Home Companion and there's a show on uh, public radio called the Moth Ray Story Hour uh-huh. so I got uh, three guys that are semi-professional storytellers one of whom is my dad and I, I got four songwriters that I know and I uh, scheduled it with Nikki Gothier who's the uh, event coordinator at the box factory. I told her what I had in mind and we're going to do it during the, uh, ice festival. We're going to do it during the ice festival, which is up there. And I think, um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think there'll be quite a, uh, quite a few people and some really wonderful talent will be presented. I got, uh, one person's coming from Ohio. Another person's coming from Virginia. And I, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. Right. I I noticed that Amy Van Dyke is one of the performers. Is 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 there any relation there? Because no. Those... <laughs> no, you've been you're our, at least the tenth person that's asked me that. But no. yeah, this, Van Dyke is kind of a, is a a Dutch. There are a lot of people that a lot of Dutch people that settled in Holland, Michigan, and um, that's that's probably where that name comes uh-huh. from. It's funny the six degrees of separation coming here because uh, she was in a band that uh, I did one of my early interviews with as well. So mm. <laughs> yeah, so I know Amy too. What was the name of her band? Um, it was Letters from Earth. Never heard of it. Yeah, you'd probably like the music. It's good. Very, very possible. Yeah, I mean you like music, so I'm, I'm sure you'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> your posters in your room i can see them that looks cool yeah that's a, it's all shows shows i've gone to and uh a lot of them are at ignition music and then uh one of them the one let me see directly behind me if i move my head is there a borges yeah sarah borges that was a great show there's a there's a little art piece in there too that i got for buying uh an uh, ep i believe from shiny shiny black i don't know if you ever heard of that band they're out of goshen I that's, hadn't, but yeah, it's just, that uh, much. I don't really pay attention to what's going on. Now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so as far as the event's concerned, what day, what day does that uh, come on? It's going to be Saturday, February 2nd at okay. 7 p.m. Okay. And we've got, uh, we've got Amy. Um, we've got Greg Fraley. Um, yep. John Stephen Lee. Yep. And John Van Dyke, who I know is related to you. Yeah, my father. Yeah. Uh, Ron Hamrick, Doug right. Stevenson, and Laura Whitten Wetterland. That's absolutely correct. And that's at the Box Factory for the Arts there in St. Joe. It is, yes. Yeah. That's that looks like a really, really cool event. Um hey, I've been I've been working quite a bit on promoting it. So mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, I'm gonna help you a little bit. How about that? Thanks. It's really great. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's what we do here on the podcast. Get 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 people to go to stuff that enriches their lives. That's what that's what it's all about. That would be fantastic. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so as far as teaching is concerned, what are you teaching now? What grade? I'm teaching what I always what I've always said, middle school science. I've got seventh grade. Um right now we're in physics, basic physics, but that's mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah. That's what I've always I uh I don't know if it's physics or not, but uh my wife and I got to go to Iceland last year in September wow. and we saw the most beautiful northern lights uh show that I could have imagined. I've heard about that actually. That sounds incredible. Yeah, we uh September is really not optimum time um there in Iceland. It's actually I think November, December, but we went on, we went on a paid tour and the the Tour, tour guide said that uh you know last night was pretty good so um hopefully tonight will be at least that good or better and it ended up being better it was uh just a the whole sky was lit up and it uh pulled back like a curtain and there was purples and pinks and everything it was just beautiful oh i would just love to see aurora that'd be that'd be amazing yeah only love it but i'm I'm sure that doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seeing it, um, you know, I took a few pictures and actually a, um, a phone will pick up the colors better than your naked eye. Um, but a couple people had professional cameras out there and we didn't pack anything like that, but, um, it was just, it, it was breathtaking and the whole trip was breathtaking because it's so beautiful there. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Hiking behind a waterfall, and uh, uh, there were waterfalls and rainbows. It felt like about every mile. <laughs> What's the weather like in Iceland in September? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's we got there, and it was in the, I think it was the upper forties, um, and actually, it felt like sweater weather because there was no wind. Our last couple, three days there, the wind kicked up to like 25 miles an hour and the temperature went down and it was pretty cold. We were going to, okay. yeah, we were going to hike the glacier and we decided not to because it was, it was pretty cold. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to let you get back to work, but, uh, I, I really appreciate you reaching out to me about this event, and I'm going to... Valerie Shea, thank you for coming over to talk to me today. Well, thanks for inviting I, me, I'm Scott. I'm excited. It took us a while to get, get together, uh, mainly because of my issues, but uh, at well, least we're Well, the here holidays now. will do that. Yeah. So I was actually referred to you through uh, Ramaganation. You know, I... I uh, interviewed Rama a few weeks ago, and we talked about. Actually, it's been uh, a couple months ago now. We talked about the uh, Veg Fest that uh, they had at the Beacon, and uh, she schooled me a little bit on uh, uh, the difference between between being plant based and a vegan. So she helped with that a little bit. There's uh, some subtle differences there, and. Uh, she recommended that I talk to you about several things. And the first one I want to talk about is the Michiana meatless Monday. Sure. Um, I did get to experience one of those. My wife and I went to uh chicory. Was that last Monday or the Monday before? Uh, it was two Mondays ago, two Mondays ago. We, we went there and chicory's always had a few meatless uh, entrees anyway, but uh, they added a couple more to the lineup and, I had a nice wrap and she had a nice flatbread and I thought 
this is a really cool idea. And I've looked back at uh, some of the other Meatless Mondays that I wasn't able to attend. And one of the big questions I have is, how the heck did you get Barnabies to participate in this? I've been involved with Animal Rescue now for almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. I um, volunteer with a number of organizations and I help with um, uh, helping homeless animals find loving homes, loving Mm -hmm. forever homes. And uh, two years ago, I was attending an event that uh, was, we were protesting the um, elephants that were at the uh, St. Joseph Fairgrounds for a circus. Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, elephants and exotic animals like that really shouldn't be exploited for our entertainment. Right. And while I was there, I was talking with uh, some of the other advocates, and we were talking about eating meat and our diet dietary habits. And somebody had said, you know, it's really not that humane, no matter what uh, label, mm-hmm. you know, it has as far as this was raised humanely or not. Right. It's really not humane to kill and slaughter the animals, mm-hmm. which I took very seriously. And I started to think more about what I'm eating and the choices that I'm making every day. And so after that discussion, I went back home and sort of assessed the things that I'm doing on a daily basis and thought about how I could change the choices that I'm making to better reflect the life that I want to live. Mm -hmm. And that's to minimize my carbon footprint um, environmentally um, and uh, make humane choices so that I'm not um, taking advantage of animals and you know, exploiting um, other, others for uh, my benefit. And uh, it started pretty simply for me by giving up dairy. And mm-hmm. um, that really wasn't that difficult to do. And I was kind of surprised because prior to that, I was very much of a, I drank a ton of milk and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed cheese. But um, it wasn't that difficult because there's an abundance of products on the market these days um, in terms of milk alternatives. Right. Um, and uh, the one that I've found that I enjoy the most, it's called Ripple. And oh. um, it's made out of uh, peas. Okay. And it's actually, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so giving up milk was not difficult at all. Um, in terms of giving up cheese, uh, I've had a little bit more of a challenge finding a cheese product that I enjoy as much as the dairy alternatives. Right. But then in conversations that I've had with other um, lifelong vegans, vegetarians, mm-hmm. and we've talked about the um, environment that these commercial cows are being raised in to produce dairy, mm-hmm. it seems like um, a sacrifice that I'm more than willing to make uh, in terms of giving up, let's say, you know, having cheese on a regular basis so that these animals aren't being subjected to the suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in commercial dairy farms, these cows are all crowded into these environments. The calves are taken away at a very young age from their mother. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's really just a sad thing that I don't want to be a part of. So anyway, my evolution in terms of my diet and eating vegan and choosing uh, not to eat meat and dairy has been kind of a slow um, change, mm-hmm. but I've been finding that it's, um, like I said, it's really not that difficult because there are more and more products on the market these days that uh, that taste great, mm-hmm. are reasonably priced, and um, achieve all the goals of, you know, being healthier than right. the animal-based alternatives. Um, better for the environment in terms of the resources that they demand to produce Mm -hmm. and ultimately healthier for me because it doesn't have the cholesterol and the fat and all of those things. So, um, sorry, I I can never make a long story short, but (laughs) that's how I got to to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, The way the Meatless Monday was established was uh, after having that conversation with my fellow animal welfare advocates Mm -hmm. and thinking more about what I personally can do to make an impact to reduce animal suffering, Mm -hmm. um, I talked with Rama, 
Rama actually is married to one of my husband's colleagues at okay. Notre Dame, and okay. we became friends through um, through that. Uh-huh. And I had suggested to her through her um, vegan Michiana organization and my affiliation with uh, Care of South Bend and Heartland Small Animal Rescue, Pet Refuge, Homeward mm. Bound, and Meow Mission. Mm. I said, well, why don't we all come together and do something that isn't a huge ask. I mean, asking people to give up meat one day a week isn't right. that big of an ask. Right. I said, why don't we all come together and promote this as a community-wide initiative? Mm-hmm. We could call it Michiana Meatless Mondays. We'll partner with local restaurants. And, you know, maybe it will really help and mm-hmm. it will uh, get people to think a little bit about how important their choices are. Right. And so that's how Michiana Meatless Mondays came into being. Um, mm. And then you asked, you know, because our first <laughs> our first venue was Barnaby's, right? And Barnaby's is sort of a landmark in South Bend. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, everybody loves pizza and mm-hmm. everybody loves Barnaby's. And so um, I I know John Stratagos, the owner of Barnaby's, from some other work that I've done mm-hmm. in, in South Bend. And I approached him. He's he's a great guy, very easy to work with. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, John, you know, this is something that we'd like to try. Would you like to partner with us? And he was very enthusiastic and um, willing to partner with us. Yeah. And so we hosted our very first uh, Michiana Meatless Monday at Barnaby's mm-hmm. um, in September and we had an amazing response. Um, I heard it was a kind of a blowout. It was like the busiest Barnabys had been on a Monday. <laughs> we ran, we ran out of supplies. Yeah, <laughs> it was wonderful. I mean, well, it wasn't wonderful for the people who showed right. up. You know, when there wasn't any vegan cheese left. Right, right. Um, but it was a wonderful statement to mm. what could be the future of this initiative. And right. so, yeah, we we had great success at Barnaby's. Um, and the next event was at uh, South Bend Brew Works mm-hmm. in downtown South Bend. And that I've was... had a lot of their beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're a great group, and they have great food. And um, that was another very successful event. We had 100 um, vegan meals mm-hmm. sold that day. Right. Um, and that's, I, that's really, really good. That's really good for yeah. a Monday. And that's a small place. And it is a small place. Yeah. 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 And so um it's been going really well. Right. We've had And Chicory, of- we uh Lisa and I got there like I think it went from six to nine. We got there early. Mm-hmm. We were both just tired. Uh we we had, had a lot going on. We were tired. We wanted to get our food and leave and we got in and I saw Rama sitting there with with some folks and I saw other people coming in after us and they were ordering off the uh vegan menu. And then as we were sitting there, I just saw more and more people coming in. So I I have to expect that it was a pretty successful day there, too. It was very successful. And uh, Andrew Schreiber, the manager Mm. at Chicory, um, he was a pleasure to work with. Mm. And when I spoke with him, um, he's he's a younger guy, Uh um, I think probably in his 30s. And his enthusiasm for uh, the vegan market Mm. and uh, his vision for, you know, where this will go in the future. Um, He's really a strong advocate for supporting Mm. initiatives like Michiana Meatless Monday and trying to um, produce uh, items on the menu that uh, will be vegan and, um, you know, healthy and tasty. We we were going to talk about some of the restaurants in town, but uh, some of the things that I'm seeing is just about everybody is jumping on board. Vegetable Buddies uh, uh, has, I think, three um, vegan vegetarian options on their menu now. And uh, you go to Bar Louie, which is, uh, it's a chain, but they've got the Impossible Burger. They do. And and you just see it. Um, I saw an article that I know all the Taco Bell hacks because I can uh, I can go to Taco Bell real quick when I'm having a busy day. So I know the hacks, but they're going to make an actual menu. Yes. Uh, and and that 
just shows that, you know, there's a change. The change is, you know, the change in our attitudes uh, towards food is changing what the restaurants are producing. So uh, that's really a good thing because having options when you want to go out to eat is definitely a great thing. Absolutely. And And the thing I like about Meatless Mondays is if you are not, if you're just thinking about changing your lifestyle a little bit and you have no idea where to start and you think that veggie food isn't going to be good, you can go to one of these and try something and find out, hey, it's not that bad. As a matter of fact, it's better than some of the meat stuff that I eat. So I think it's a great idea for people, especially if you're just kind of poking it with a stick to see to see <laughs> see if it's a good idea or not. I think it's a great thing for people just to just try it out. Thank you. That was my hope. See, um, uh, Rama uh, has been a vegetarian her whole life. And mm-hmm. then recently, um, she adopted uh, a fully vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And I admire her very much for that. Right. I um I grew up eating meat and dairy and mm-hmm. um, came to this much later in life. Right. I mean, you know, obviously far more recently, mm-hmm. maybe two years or less. Right. And I think that as an American, I mean, our diets are very heavily centered around meat and dairy, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Right. It probably is one of the leading causes of our many ailments. Right. Um, obesity and, um, you know, heart disease mm-hmm. and uh, cancer and diabetes and all of these things, unfortunately, in many ways, are our own fault mm-hmm. um, because of the foods we eat. And so I am very hopeful that uh, with um, a national effort of making more conscious choices about um, how we eat, that'll change. Right. But um, you're exactly right that my hope was that by doing something that isn't as intimidating, like, okay, today you're giving up all of these things and you're going to, you know, eat vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that by doing something that's not that intimidating and that you can try, you can do with your friends, the local restaurants, you know, would have a chance to try new menu items, that it would be something that our community as a whole would embrace. And right. so far, it seems like that's what's happening. Yeah, it looks, it, it just, you know, what I saw at Chicory and, you know, what I heard from from the others, uh, just, it just sounds like a, a wonderful way just to introduce yourself, just test the water, see, see what it's like. And your story is somewhat similar to mine, but my, my motivations were a little bit different. So it's almost, it's almost exactly a year ago, uh, Lisa and I were browsing, documentaries on netflix and she had heard this forks over knives was a a good one to watch so we watched it and my motivation came from my own health i'm pretty healthy i had given up red meat several years ago and i was eating chicken and pork and all the cheese and ice cream that I wanted. Uh, but I, I had given that up and I, you know, I watched forks over knives and I'm like, well, I'm a very impulsive person. So I said, okay, I'm uh, plant-based now pretty much cold Turkey. And I said, I told Lisa, I said, I said, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to be a hundred percent of this, but I am going to go whole hog <laughs> Pardon the euphemism. <laughs> I'm going to go whole hog for three months. And and the problem I had was I didn't know how to cook anything that didn't have meat in it. So I ate potatoes and lettuce for that first month. And we started looking up recipes and, and stuff like that. Because we, you know, we like to eat out, but it's not economical to eat out every night. And we uh, started making stuff. And let me tell you, we make some good stuff now. I, you know, I made a, a well, with Lisa, we made a, a, a quinoa veggie bake that's kind of like a lasagna uh, on Sunday. And then I ate it again on Monday for my lunch because we made so much of it. And then uh, last night I just took a cauliflower and made kind of a, uh, cauliflower chicken nugget thing. And I don't even follow, I don't have to follow a recipe anymore. I just grab spices and stuff and put it together and, uh, and, and do it that way. But through my motivation after that first three months, I, um, I've got arthritis in my, uh, shoulder, uh, both my hips, my back and my ankles. 
my hips especially were to the point where my quality of life was getting bad because I wasn't sleeping. I, they both hurt. So no matter which, which side I ended up on, I, I wasn't getting enough sleep and it was just hurting to move around. And, uh, after that three months, I can say that the arthritis went from like a nine to a zero. Wow. And it's pretty much, it, it's held like that ever since I've gone to a plant-based diet. The inflammation that's caused by meat and dairy products definitely affected me. And the arthritis may still be there, but it sure doesn't hurt anymore. So that was my motivation. And then I started doing a little bit more reading as I was, you know, when you're looking for recipes and stuff, that's, that's cool. But you start reading about how this, uh, this agriculture that's based on eating meat and dairy products, what that's doing to the world. And that, that really floored me. I had no idea about the greenhouse gases and the, uh, the, the pollution to the water pollution that, that's occurring. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit because, um, you know, I've done, I've done some, uh, reading on it, but I know, uh, you read about it a lot. So if you have some percentages or, or anything like that that you'd like to run by me, that would be great. You know, Scott, there's an abundance of information available. Mm -hmm. And just this week, there was a study published in Lancet, which is a really well-respected medical mm -hmm. journal. And it was the result of uh, 37 scientists from 16 different countries mm -hmm. coming together to look at ways that um, the food that we're eating um, and the choices that we're making are negatively impacting our health, mm -hmm. our environment. And then, um, again, from a personal perspective, mm -hmm. from a humanitarian um, perspective, I, of course, worry about the welfare of the animals that right. suffer in the food chain. But uh, it was really pretty astounding um, when I looked at the data because I knew already that the um, grain and all of the things that are being produced to mm. support livestock was very significant, mm. but and I think you might know the numbers better than I do. Yeah, I I looked up uh, I looked and, and this article I only looked up one article, but it says that thirty six percent of the corn grown in the United States is uh, for livestock feed, and seventy percent of the crops, and that's including uh, soybeans, wheat, sorghum, all all, all the all, all the stuff that would go into livestock feed. What, Overall, 70% of it goes into feeding livestock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then yeah. you think about all the water um, and all of the other things that, you know, are oh, uh, yeah. required to keep a herd uh, alive, mm -hmm. to raise a herd of cattle or pigs. I mean, it's really very significant. Right. And there's so many simple choices that we can make that can mm -hmm. change that. And I just really hope to be a force for good in this right. um you know, overall effort to make it a better place for for all living creatures. Mm -hmm. Right. It's funny when when you think about eating and you you just think you're hungry, you you don't think through. Okay, what went in to make that hamburger? Mm -hmm. You know what, and, and what's in the hamburger? We've seen a lot of recalls on stuff and the last couple of years and, and some of it's vegetables. So I, I hear people say, well, I should eat meat instead of vegetables. Well, all the poisons that they put on the crops go to the animals that are eating it and you're well, going to get it one way or the other. And not to mention that, but even within the past two weeks, there have been uh, contaminated meat reports. Mm. Uh, a large chicken manufacturer, they reported that there were wood chips in the chicken nuggets. So mm -hmm. those were recalled. Um, another large meat producer, there had been shredded rubber in mm -hmm. the meat. Um, not to mention the numerous reports of E. coli and salmonella. Right. Um, and, you know, these are pretty common occurrences mm -hmm. these days with uh, meat and meat products. Yeah. And you know what? When you get, you get a pound of ground beef, you don't know exactly what's in it. No. When you get a head of broccoli and you wash it up and cook it, 
you kind of know what's in it. It's broccoli. Sure. (laughs) Well, and you know, it's funny because uh, on my Facebook page, I've been discussing uh, many of the different decisions with uh, choosing a vegan diet. And one of my friends became very defensive because he had said, you know, I can't just live on vegetables. Mm -hmm. But I think people uh, still are under the notion that if you go vegetarian or vegan, you're just going to be eating broccoli all the time. Right. Right. You know, um, a lot of these products like um, Beyond Burger and these companies now mm. have made really delicious products. Oh, yeah. Meat alternatives from uh, beans and legumes mm. and um, wheat. Yeah. So it's not as if if you convert to uh, plant-based proteins that you're going to be stuck with, you know, a head of broccoli. Right. It never felt like I never felt deprived, um, except for when I wanted ice cream. That's that's my weakness, and and there's a lot of non dairy ice creams out there to choose from. So you know I found those, but it's it was really um, when I had the Impossible Burger the first time, I was like, this is impossible. I mean that's why they call it because it tastes so much like a hamburger. You can't even you can't even tell, and uh, I. So if if you want to try things like that and 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 find out that you know what there there's different ways to do this and, and there's so much stuff you can do with tofu and jackfruit and and all those things that if you want meat like stuff I don't really crave meat like stuff so much mm-hmm. um, and when I do I just go get that Impossible Burger and I'm good for a month or so. I don't because all the stuff we're doing with vegetables is just fun for me and and uh cooking with my wife and doing all that kind of stuff that's fun and, and finding these recipes that's that's just it's just a good time but if you if you think you're going to be depriving yourself I, I don't think that's really the case of course like I said I'm impulsive when I want to do something I just jump in and do it and I I have to either go in completely or I don't go in at all so you know I did it that way but the Lancet study some of the takeaways I got from that you don't have to become a vegan but you have to find out um, what a healthy amount, healthy for you and also healthy for the earth, a healthy amount of meat and dairy is, uh, is applicable to a day. And I think they said it was like a, uh, a quarter pound hamburger or, um, a, third pound of chicken or something like that and much and less, one glass of milk yeah much yeah. less than what we've been led to believe all these years oh, with yeah. the food pyramid i mean heck if you go um on a typical day and you have breakfast and you have two eggs and bacon or two eggs and sausage and you have a burger for lunch and you have meatloaf for dinner then you've taken taken the recommended times six or seven times uh so right and yeah. not to mention all the fat uh, cholesterol oh, yeah. and and additives that it would be in those products, right, right. you know, and I, um, I think that people don't want to hear, you know, uh, that the change in your health is mm-hmm. a lot to do with the choices you make every day, right? Um, and you know, at the same time, people complain about the medicines that they have to right. take for their cholesterol and their blood pressure mm-hmm. and for all these other things, you know, oh, the medicines are so expensive and they have all these side effects, but uh, you know, here's a solution that really isn't going to be that big of a sacrifice. Oh, yeah. And uh, it will help your health. Like from what you're telling me, I mean, you Mm -hmm. pretty quickly experienced some significant benefits in terms of your arthritis. And, you know, it felt it just felt like complete reversal to me. And like I said, it was it was beginning to be a quality of life thing. That's part of getting old. But guess what? If you if you can get rid of it, if you can stave it off for another 10 years, boy, that's a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, quality of life is uh, is very important. I mean, we're living longer, but who wants to be living longer, you know, with all of these ailments on all oh, of yeah. these medicines? Yeah. I'm overjoyed at the amount of uh, local restaurants and, and chain restaurants that are, that are jumping, jumping in on this. Um, you mentioned that you've got a list of some... Um, some restaurants that people can go to and just off their everyday menu get uh, get something that's plant-based. 
Yes, um, Penelia is a restaurant we recently did a meatless Monday at. It's in Mishawaka, mm. and um, it's delicious. Uh, it's a it's an Asian restaurant. Um, it's an entirely vegan menu. Um, it's dine in or carry out, and very reasonably priced. Mm. So, um, really, a wonderful choice. Um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the Chicory Cafe. Uh, a local favorite, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a number of vegan items on their menu, um, and hopefully they'll have more in the future. Right. Um, Tom and Carol Meehan, they're the owners of Tapestry and Fiddler's Hearth. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always been uh, big supporters of vegan food mm-hmm. uh, at both of their restaurants. Their son, uh, Sean, owns Crooked U. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a popular destination. And they Boy, have, do I love Crooked U. Oh, well, and, uh, that's, um, <laughs> that's certainly a favorite of many. And they've got a – the thing is, is uh, an entire side of their menu is devoted to vegan Which is dishes. so wonderful. And if you haven't had you so, you, you don't know what uh, vegan tastes like. It's so – I'm, I'm in a rut there. Every time I go, I get you so, which is basically General So's cauliflower. There's other stuff on the menu, and I've gone gone off of it, but I always come back to you. So, well, yeah, you have a favorite there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, speaking of tapestry, so we will be doing our next uh, Michiana Meatless Monday at Tapestry on March fourth. Um, they've been great to work with. We uh, try with Michiana Meatless Mondays to accomplish a couple of different things. One, um, we always want the uh, menu items to be vegan, of mm-hmm. course. Um, we try to keep it at a price point that all can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, menu items, uh, a meal that day, a vegan meal from Tapestry will be uh, $15, which okay. is uh, really a good price yeah. for Tapestry. And we've also asked that it would be dine-in or carry-out because a lot of people, maybe they don't want to spend the whole night there, mm-hmm. you know, um, eating in, but uh, certainly carry-out is a good option for many. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking forward to that in March. Um, a couple of other great local choices, uh, Noodles and Company in Mishawaka in Princess Plaza has, um, a lot of really delicious vegan dishes. Mm. Um, we hosted a, uh, Michiana Meatless Monday at the Purple Porch Co-op uh-huh. in South Bend. Um, and they always have a good selection. Uh, mm. They have a little cafe. It's a grocery store with a cafe. Right. And so uh, at the cafe, they always have um, vegan choices. Miles, then- Miles is my buddy. Oh, okay. I, help, I helped him put solar panels on the roof. So. Oh, well, yeah. thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, wonderful. I um, would love if more places locally went solar. Yeah. So, and then just a couple of other mentions. Uh, I did mention Penelia, Chicory, um, a new restaurant in South Bend called uh, Render. Uh-huh. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, it's an upscale restaurant, so it's more for fine dining, mm-hmm. but um, they have a number of vegan options. And then a fun uh, bar snack location that I haven't been to yet is Spirited. Okay. Um, and that's in downtown South Bend, and they have uh, they have some wonderful vegan options. And I believe they um, uh, the chef there is looking at. Um, he, I, I'm on their Facebook feed, and um, he's looking at uh, like a vegan brunch. Oh, um, good. That he's putting together, so that looks that looks good. Oh, that'll yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, there is really a growing number of choices here in town, which is really exciting. Um, so certainly uh, dine in or uh, carry out. Right. And um, like you had said, I mean, uh, there's an abundance of uh, different websites, too, if you like to cook at home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great recipes. And um, I'm glad because, like I said, I try to be very cost conscious Mm -hmm. um, because uh, sometimes vegan groceries uh, can be a little bit pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, But fortunately, there's uh, a bunch of stores, grocery stores now that are carrying uh, the vegan meat alternatives, very reasonably priced. Yeah. Meyer. uh, Martin's. Meyer is just, I've watched them. They've expanded their offerings by quite a bit they have yeah 
They have. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it used to be like uh, one foot by one foot section, <laughs> and now it's like three feet by three feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and in their frozen section, too. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff there. People yeah. on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, some major companies now, uh, Lean Cuisine and some other uh, convenience frozen foods, mm-hmm. have vegan options. Right. So, you know, if you want to keep it convenient and um, affordable, you can just go in and stock your freezer yeah. up with um, a bunch of the frozen meals. Yeah. And um, Fresh Time. I love Fresh Time, too. And, I've heard great things about Fresh Time. And we've uh, we've gone to getting just about all of our produce from there because uh, the quality and it, it lasts longer. Um, I we just we've gone to getting just about all of our produce there, too. So it's a it's a great place. And they've got they've got a pretty considerable uh, section of vegan items they've got more offerings as far as um uh vegan cheese goes so i've kind of gone around the world and cheese with them and there's some good stuff there so i really like it i do want to put a shout out to my other buddy jeff harrison at vegetable buddies because uh he put at least three vegan items on his menu and uh before you could get uh, a burger or pork or um and that was pretty much it you can get a salad but he's got some uh true vegan items on there so uh vegetable buddies just isn't a nightclub it's a great place to eat so right. oh, good there you go jeff there's your shout out well and i've heard from uh chefs i know the um chef at south bend brew works said that it's actually been fun trying yeah. these new recipes mm-hmm. Um, so for the folks that have, you know, the culinary expertise, yeah. um, you know, they've really enjoyed when we hosted Michiana Meatless Mondays at uh, South Bend Brew Works, the chef made uh, black bean brownies, uh-huh. vegan black bean brownies. Yeah. They were delicious. I bet they were. Yeah. And good for you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh. Oh, yeah. Who couldn't enjoy that? Yeah. Brownies that are good for you. That's that really for me that has, because I love to cook, that's really been the, the funnest part of this is, uh, first of all, um, I like to cook, but second of all, I like to change all the recipes up and, and put different stuff in it. So, you know, I get a base recipe and I figure out how long to cook it and kind of, uh, uh, third cup here and half cup there, but I'll change stuff up and the, the quinoa bake we made over the weekend. I think I just called for spinach and something else, and we didn't have any spinach, so I did uh, green peppers and Brussels sprouts and broccoli and a couple other veggies, tomatoes, and made it that way, and I thought it was probably better than... (laughs) than the original recipes. So, yeah, so I have I have a lot of fun, you know, just putting putting different stuff together like that. Well, another opportunity for folks to learn like uh, you were saying you enjoy cooking mm-hmm. um in April uh, we're going to have the second annual Michiana Veg Fest um on Sunday, April 14th. Um, it'll be at the Century Center this year. Last year, uh, they hosted the first Michiana Veg Fest. It was a huge success. There were over 3,000 attendees. Um, this year, hopefully, it'll even be bigger. Mm-hmm. There will be vendors, food samples, um, cooking demos, activities for kids. Really a great opportunity to to learn. And like mm-hmm. you said, for people who are just trying to, um, you know, aren't ready to go whole hog, like right. you said, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, want to learn and try uh, new things, that's certainly a great opportunity. And mm-hmm. it's going to be right downtown in South Bend. Yeah. And that is, uh, I wasn't able to attend the last one, but my wife was, and she said it was just wonderful. And we also went to the, um, I, I think I mentioned the, the holiday market uh, at the Beacon, mm-hmm. uh, and that was right before Christmas. And um, first of all, it was well attended. We had trouble finding a place to park. Uh, second off, we did a, uh, uh, a cooking uh instructional from uh, is it josh at water and wheat yep yeah and he i don't remember what he made but funny thing is my wife's kind of picky she doesn't she's she's not picky she doesn't like spicy foods because it upsets her stomach and this was a little bit spicy so um they were passing it around after they uh what was it it was bon me yeah that that's what it was 
And they were passing around, and she said, well, you just take one, and I'll take a little bite of it. And she took a bite of it, and then she said, I want one for myself. <laughs> it was so good. Okay. And uh, he is, first of all, he's a fantastic speaker. Mm-hmm. And he really he really holds your attention because he can talk in between mixing his stuff up and showing you what the measurements are and what he's using and stuff like that. He can tell a good story in between it. But second off, I mean, he is so committed to helping people understand that, you know what, just because you're not eating meat doesn't mean you don't have to have good food. And I, I, I have yet to go to his restaurant. We've, we've uh, thought about it a couple of times and it's, it's in Coloma, but that's only like 40 minutes from here. So it's not that big a deal, but uh, we can't wait to go and check out all the stuff that he has for the day. Cause he, he's a, he's a great teacher, um, a great advocate for um, going plant-based and boy, does he make good stuff. Yeah, he just hosted a uh, Super Bowl cooking party. So uh-huh. uh, to um, teach people, you know, here are some menu ideas mm-hmm. for your Super Bowl parties. And so I haven't been to his restaurant yet either, yeah. but I'm looking forward to going and he is a great advocate. I know Rama had brought uh, some other vegan um, restaurants to town for dog days back mm-hmm. in September. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, food truck uh, called St. Martin. And what is it I've had from their their wings? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. they are delicious. Yeah. And what's that thing? Is it Satan? Satan? Uh, I I can never pronounce it. I right. can't pronounce it right. Yeah. Um, but I know uh, a guy that makes his own. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I can never pronounce it right. Um, but uh, that was really a wonderful discovery. And then um, another vendor that uh, Rama had invited was um, uh, the Black Crow Cafe mm-hmm. from Elkhart. And um, they have, I'm not sure if it's exclusively vegan. I think they might be, but um, they had baked goods and mm. they were to, to die for. They yeah. were just delicious. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting to see the number of options uh, growing here locally and the enthusiasm behind um, Michiana Meatless Mondays. Mm. And uh, I just hope that together... You know, all these different things that we're doing, you know, will make a difference, mm-hmm. um, both in our health, right. um, and then environmentally. And of course, in, you know, in terms of the lives that we can spare, right. uh, for the animals. Yeah. And, and really the environment is being impacted so much. It, you know, the, the, the greenhouse gases that are produced, uh, through the livestock farming and the, um, the runoffs of, uh, all the, between the livestock and the runoffs from the, uh, fields with all these, uh, fertilizers and, uh, insecticides and stuff like that. It's, it's just killing our water system. It is. And, and we're, we're drinking that stuff and swimming in it and everything else. And, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, take water that you uh had sitting under the sink with uh in, in with your chemicals and and cook with that um but it's kind of kind of what's going on in the food you're eating yeah, yeah we really need to wake up and um start making better choices right and really you know like i like we've said i'm a whole hog type of guy so i you know i went pretty much cold turkey but you know if you if you take steps and you say okay one meal um one meal today, I'm going to um, make sure that it's completely meat and dairy free and try it and maybe do it once a week and then try another meal and then just keep building on that and and really look at all the different recipes out there because, man, you can make some really good stuff. You really can. And, yeah. I mean, um, the uh, ingredients to do so are readily available. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, you know, stores like Meyer um, that are very affordable right. for every consumer, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're really growing the selection that they have right. for these sorts of things. So it's, um, it's not as difficult as many people mm-hmm. think it is going to be. Right. Valerie, thank you so much for um, talking to me about this. I know I'm getting kind of on a, a meatless kick on the podcast here, but uh, this is, I think this is compelling. Um, you see it in the news. You, you're, if, if the restaurants are making changes, then we know that as a, a country, we're making changes too. So if you're thinking about it, just do your research and, and watch, watch a couple documentaries on uh, Netflix. Do Forks Over Knives first because some of the other ones talk about uh, the 
the uh, way the animals are kept. Just t- think about yourself first. <laughs> Forks Over Knives is a good entry level documentary. I've watched a couple other ones that you know made me sad. So this one, this one makes you happy because people who were formerly the one dude was on like fifteen medications mm-hmm. and uh, diabetic, type two diabetic, and he was off uh, all of them by the end of going plant based. So you know it's it's a good happy one. So Forks Over Knives is a good one to start with and. The next Meatless Monday is at Tapestry. Yes. And what's the date on that? So that'll be on Monday, March 4th. March 4th. Yep. And then we've got Veg Fest, which is, is that March 2nd? Uh, that's Sunday, April 14th. April 14th. Okay. Um, so um, if you want to, uh, Tapestry is a wonderful restaurant. If you want to try their um, Meatless menu, um 15 bucks a person that's cheap for tapestry i'll tell you that um and then uh and then uh veg fest coming up on uh april 14th at uh century center um check them both out it's gonna be uh a lot of good food and a lot of a lot of good information out there the, there was a lot of good information at the uh, holiday market but uh i know um veg fest is kind of like that on steroids there's quite a bit more there so um it should be a really good event valerie thanks again for coming in uh good information and i learned i learned a lot thank you scott it's really a great opportunity to help educate the community yeah great thanks Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.